listening to the Fish on Ted podcast with your host, Ted Johnson. Well, hello, this is Ted Johnson with the Fish on Ted podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening to our podcast today. You know, if you look back at your calendars, we're recording this in the year 2020 at the beginning of August, about six months into this damn pandemic thing. And it gets better and it gets worse and it gets better and it gets worse. But you know what's going on in the industry right now is there is a revival when it comes to fishing. And we have clients that are just absolutely swamped with business right now, taking people fishing. Um, The tackle industry has gone through the roof and in particular, the online tackle industry, we're seeing that their numbers are up 200, 300% of people ordering tackle. And you kind of think about it, that what's going on is that people are going, well, you know, I can't go to the game anymore and I can't, you know, go to the mall and be around a bunch of people. What can I do to stay away and be that, you know, socially distance myself and not get sick and fishing is coming to mind. And so fishing in its own is really starting to take off. Well, today I have got the honor, absolute honor, to have a special guest and a special uh, uh, a friend and colleague in my life that uh, I sort of uh, spent a whole lot of time on the water with. He's my brother-in-law, and we had this little fishing gig thing going back in the early 90s called Mike and Ted's Fishing Extravaganza. And without further ado and not stealing any thunder that Mike might have, Mike Fisher, are you on the line? Oh, yes, I am. (laughs) Yes, yes, you are. That's the Mike I remember. How are you, man? I am so good, and it's really, really fun to actually talk to my brother-in-law, Ted Johnson, from the Philippines, on my phone, in my man cave, with my wife, Rhonda. Rhonda, say hello. Hello. Hey, sis, how are you? I'm good. Good, good. Well, welcome, man. You you are a fishing machine, if anybody knows you. Have you you been out recently with all this this virus stuff? Yes, matter of fact, what you said was real in that there's a lot of things you can't do anymore in this world, and there's one thing you can do, and that's get, getting out into the uh, great outdoors. And so I have gone the last two weeks out to Depot Bay, Oregon. Depot Bay, Oregon uh, yeah, yeah. is a, it's a beautiful place. Uh, it is the smallest harbor in the world, and it was mm-hmm. voted the, the most popular harbor out of 771 harbors in the United States this year. Wow, really? I didn't know it was voted in like that. That's cool. Yes, it was. That's cool. Yeah, we had, we had a, um, a guy, a guide actually on the uh, podcast a few weeks ago, Mike, uh, by the name of uh, Damon Struble, who goes out of uh, Depot Bay and fishes for bottom fish and salmon and that sort of thing. And um, if anybody's seen that inlet there, it's kind of precarious. I've, I've, you know, I've never been over it, it, it or, but you've been over it a number of times, right? Yes, I have. And uh, Depot Bay uh, is also um, deemed the uh, 
the uh, harbor of death. <laughs> oh, good. Guess where we're going fishing. <laughs> no, no, really? no, because because the inlet to the ocean is so narrow that uh, in really bad weather, boats yeah. have have sunk before they could actually get through the narrows. Oh, really? No kidding. Yes. No. Yeah. I can see so, that. So, Depot Bay is a beautiful place. Uh, uh, we stayed overnight in the bay at a hotel. We went fishing two weeks ago, and we uh, went to the uh, inlet of the Siletz River. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the Sluts River is a beautiful place. The Sluts River is is one of my favorite uh, rivers, uh, you know, north right. to fish for, for steelhead and for not necessarily salmon, but for steelhead. But we were there um, two weeks ago. Water temperature of the ocean was up to about uh, 52 degrees. And mm -hmm. all the salmon were, con were congregating there on the inlet because when the water temperature goes up, the fish have a tendency to, to migrate to the inlet. Mm -hmm. The lats, and we, we, we killed them. We, we just got all kinds of uh, Chinook salmon. Really? No kidding. What fun. Now, were you, were you crabbing yeah. all? Yes, we crabbed. We got, uh, that day we got 42 crab. Holy Those are ocean crab. So the ocean crab are really big. A lot, yeah. you know, they're, they're, you know, they're almost all keepers. And right. then two weeks later, we went back to Depot Bay and the water temperature of the ocean went uh, down to about 46 degrees and all the salmon, including the coho, uh, all kind of went to deeper water. So we didn't have any options, but to go to the kelp beds and sure. fish for rockfish. And we caught cabazon and, and, and you know black rockfish and we caught all halibut we caught caught everything it was awesome wow that's cool that's cool what a great place man hey you know yeah i i've got a lot of people that ask me about well what is this mike and ted's thing or those that have been that participated years ago or you know are going you know when is the mike and ted's things coming coming back and <laughs> i don't i don't know how to explain mike and ted's what that was back in the 90s. I mean, you and I sort of got it started, obviously, and, and I think it started with a conversation of, well, you want to go drink beer this weekend? Yeah. Well, where do you want to go? <laughs> let's, well, let's go to Diamond Lake. And I think that's how this thing got started. But, but how, how would you describe the Mike and Ted's fishing extravaganza? Oh, my gosh. I mean, um, it was a uh, progressive uh, event because I still have the photo. I still have the photo of Mike and Ted before okay. it was Mike and Ted's. Okay. Right. Before it was plural. It was just Mike and Ted. Yeah. And uh, Mike, Mike and Ted went out and we fished April 15th of 1990, whatever it was. And mm -hmm. we went out and just killed the trout. And we were fishing in the ice. And we came back to the docks and everybody asked us, uh, what were you using? And we told them green frogs. A green frog. <laughs> we're showing green frogs. When we were really just going out and jigging, and we caught, we, we caught our limit in like a half hour. 
Anyway, I know it was crazy, wasn't it? Yeah, it was crazy. So that was that was Mike and Ted. That was not Mike and Ted's. So right thereafter, thereafter, we had Mike and Ted's, and we had like seven people, and then the next year we had. 14 people and then next year we had 27 people and then the next year we had 38 people and the next year we had 55 people and the next year we had 82. <laughs> it was an event was it not i mean it it, it um it was crazy we we would we would rent diamond lake if anybody knows where diamond lake was we we basically would rent the whole place we rented the whole the resort we had yep. 82 people and we we were lucky nobody died <laughs> i agree i, I agree I, I there there was there was at times some questions <laughs> about if somebody was going to be all right but um, no uh, yeah, but everybody but, but everybody, everybody all the people everybody that came were were either friends or customers and everybody thought it was like the the, the most awesome thing they've ever been to and yep. they asked us after the fact whether we were going to ever do this again but you know something i mean we went our own directions and and yeah. we did this for 14 we did this for 14 years mm -hmm. and it, mm -hmm. it was amazing and you know ted ted and i um we would go to the sportsman show in portland and in the ones in eugene and we would we would figure out different ways to attract you know or or reinvent ourselves i guess uh in in getting people to come and, and we had fishing simulators and we had blow darts and we had, we had all kinds of things that could have probably de destroyed our lives. But yep. in the end result, it wound up being such a huge, uh, uh, amazing function that everybody loved to do that everybody wanted to keep doing it. So we would, we would invite all these people and these people would come and we would get them sweatshirts. So we would put, their their either their nicknames if they earned one on their mm -hmm. sweatshirt if they were rookies then they got a rookie sweatshirt you had to earn your sweatshirt and some people earned them uh more notoriously than others but so true it was it was an amazing thing and 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 you know it wasn't just you know a sleepover it was it was a it was a uh we had a it was a derby it was a derby for three yep. days, and we had, we had, uh, we had friends of ours that would come over, and uh, one particular guy we called him—I don't even remember his name—because uh, we always had nicknames for people. But he—he uh, he would actually roast a pig. He would bring his coffin down to the the resort and make yep. and, and turn a two hundred pound pig into dinner for our our dining night, it was our raffle night. Yeah. yeah and it was yeah. also, it wasn't, it wasn't just our raffle night. It was our, uh, it was our, uh, theme night. Oh, okay. Okay. Hold on. Here we go. It was our theme night. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> okay. I haven't thought about this one in a while, but, but we had theme nights and theme nights didn't all, didn't always include uh, the general public. It, it was usually oh, no. just Ted and I, but but we had theme nights and we were uh, blues brothers. We were uh, um, old, grandpas. old grandpas. We were um, who's who Hugh Hefner playboy? and the girls. Hugh was that Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner. Who was Hugh Hefner? Who, who was he? Was it you, Ted? 
yeah, I was that was Hugh and and you and Chris uh, downed your gowns and your uh, silicone breast bras, and you were the oh the, the my age. gosh, yeah, it, you're right, you were Hugh. Yep. Oh my gosh, Ted Johnson was Hugh Hefner, and I and and another fellow, my next door neighbor. His, and his, it's hard to remember his name, but I, I do remember his name. His name is Chris Bryant, but, but, but his nickname was Boda. Boda. That's right. That's right. Remember? And, and, and the guy's name that did our pig, I'll do a shout out because he's one of our, uh, our listeners. That's Mike Egbert, who now lives over in Lapine and his nickname was Mike Fro Egbert. Froggy. That was Froggy. Are yep. you kidding me? That was Froggy. Yeah, and Froggy yeah. was the king. That guy, that guy made everything. But but this is this is the worst part of of the whole idea of having a a pig for the having eighty two guys is that Ted, you and I never yeah. ate a piece of pork the entire. Oh, day. I know we were too busy. All those, yeah, we were too busy. We never we got there and it was all gone. Yep. Yep. And then you we know some of the support. you know we had, we had that knot tying contest the the first night and then uh, what Ron Sight, Captain Ron he he won it one year and then uh, yeah. Neil Kapaman right won it another year yeah. and um, yeah well Neil Kapaman after he won that uh -huh. he wound up he, he remember he got he got uh, captured in the kitchen. Well, yeah. Well, actually, actually, I think he made it back to his cabin, and then Rick from Diamond Lake comes up to us and goes, "Hey guys, um, we we need our prime rib back." Uh huh. What do you mean? That was our prime. prime it was a, it was a prime rib. He stole yeah. it from the kitchen in the fridge. Yeah. He took it, it back like to his cabin. Time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, I I haven't I haven't talked to that guy. Uh, ever since but i'll tell you what it would be like a fun conversation to listen to him explain himself about why he was thinking about stealing a prime rib from the kitchen yeah yeah it be, well it made no sense and and i mean I'm, I'm certain by that time it was alcohol induced you know and the, the, was that the year that, was that the year that jack daniels we had a bunch of jack daniels sent to us or something i mean we had we had all these sponsors I, what was the what no was the i don't know i don't know I, I remember that we, we had we had fishtail ale, right? We had fishtail ale. Uh, you and I went to Olympia, or that's right. I think it was Olympia, Washington, and we 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 uh, talked to these guys that were up and coming in the uh, in the uh, brew business, and right. we asked them, remember? And we said, hey, you guys want to come to this trip? You can guys can come to Diamond Lake. And and just a lot, you bring the beer and your guys are free and yep. they showed up with beer up. and we had a lot of beer with all the beer anybody could drink it was fishtail ale yeah and I still got the I still have the uh, coasters oh you do really no kidding I do I have the coasters wow. yes what was that guy's name ale. it was a crane that owned it crane dude you remember that I can't believe you. That yeah. was that was you pulled that one out of your okay. Should yeah, I say I that? No. Anyway, Crane. No, yeah. Crane. You're right. Who who has yeah. the first name is Crane? Yeah, it, it was an interesting name. He was a cool guy. He was a really cool guy. And remember he was passed out on the 
front lawn of Diamond Lake? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably with many others. With, uh, yeah, with, uh, with Boda. With Boda, uh, yeah. Okay, so so can I elaborate? Yeah, yeah, please. This is fun. Okay, so so there were there were obviously we had a lot of events. We had we had uh, we had the biggest fish contest. We had um, uh, entertainment. We had uh, we actually Ted and I um, were looking for um, entertainment. We went to Oakland, Oregon. Yep, and this is a little little tiny historic town um, south of Sutherland, somewhere around there. And there was a woman, an older woman, eighties, and she played the piano. And Smoky Ted, what? Smoky was her name. Smoky. Yep. Oh, oh my gosh, you're right. How do you remember this stuff, man? I don't know. It's a, anyway, yeah. so Smoky, so Smoky was playing the piano and Ted and I thought it was a really good idea if Smokey would come to Mike and Ted's and she did. And yep. she actually came to Mike and Ted's and she was playing the piano all night long. Um, and we paid her and she just played the piano and she was really old and everybody loved her and they gave her tips. And uh, this was, this was before the Derby and this was before the, uh, before the, uh, um, the big night, the you know the the prime prime the, rib night. You, you yeah, just, the night before. Now, now she she had to take a couple breaks, as, as you remember, and we couldn't let the breaks not be filled with something. And so remember, we got that other guy, the unknown accordion player. Yeah. <laughs> just, dude. Okay, so That's this guy, this this guy, I, I and I'm. I think he's a family member, but I'm not going to say I'm not going to say this. But yeah, we won't, we won't mention. He volunteered we after much. Yeah, what? He volunteered out actually after much pressure to actually go up and um, in his pants with no shirt on, with a bag over his head, with an accordion, <laughs> and he <laughs> and he was the unknown accordion player. And, and he, he and, knew that he knew that one song really well, but but that was it. That's all he, had, he knew the one song. Yeah, the, the yeah. one song, and he played it, and everybody had to look on their face, and, like it's like, what the hell is this going? Seriously? Oh yeah, you guys are losing it. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember. Uh, remember Jim Harwood. I think Jim Harwood came up to me after that, and he goes, "I don't know what that was, but don't do it again." <laughs> No, wait a minute, Ted, 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 Ted. Hold on, listen. Yeah. Jim Harwood. I, w I was up uh, in L.A. And I, and I went into Jim Harwood's office. Oh, really? No kidding. I did. This was way after he went to Alaska. Uh, right. The L.A. guy, never been outdoors in his life, and he was the first one to sit down at dinner and the last one to leave. Oh, eating that Dungeness crap. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, he got seafood poisoning. He puked right. for three days. Yeah, but yeah. he still he still had the best time of his life, even though he was so sick. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Reeling in halibut and salmon. Oh, yeah, he had a great time. Fun, fun, fun guy. He was he he, he was crazy. 
But Very yeah, fun those, guy. Those, Very fun guy. those are good old good old times. And you and I, every once in a while, go. You know, we should kind of redo this uh, Mike and Ted's reunion or something. And we we've kind of put that on the agenda one of these years before uh, you know everybody gets too damn old. Um, and uh, just just try one more time. We do have a lot of listeners that uh, were part of that, Mike. And uh, it, it's well, fun I, did, to... I didn't know this, but I'll tell you what, Ted. I mean, I I, I know that uh, that uh, there are um, still uh, a number of people that I insure that you used to insure way back in the day yep. that actually still ask me whether we were going to actually do that or not. I don't. Yep. I, mean, I, I don't know. How, I don't know how to respond to that. How do you respond to that? Yeah, yeah. You want to do it right. You want to do it right, but um, we'll uh, we'll we'll see what the future holds. Well, hey, hey, got a question for you. You you have you know you you have fished all over the world, man. I mean, you fished down in Mexico and what in the Caribbean and all sorts of crazy trips to Alaska and uh, and and in various places. And you have. You know, you've hired guides, you've stayed in lodges, you've fished on your own. But my question is, because we have so many guides and lodge owners and, and charter captains that listen to this, when, when you select a guide or a charter captain um, to go out with for a day, what, what are you looking for when you you're, uh, want to go out fishing with somebody? Yes, I have been with uh, a lot of um, that um, have either been very doing and very very bored. So therefore, um, the guy that I use now, uh, he's thirty-eight years old. He loves the catch. He loves yeah. the thrill of, of new people ca catching fish. He actually cool. lives vicariously through people like myself that help yeah. him get people to catch fish in his boat. So that awesome. that's the beauty. So so let's give it let's give him a shout out. What's his name and where's he at? Willamette Valley Outfitters. Oh, okay. That's the name of his company. He's a fishing guide. He's a hunting guide, and he's really, really, he's really cool. Great. Great. Okay. Well, so so you use him to fish in Oregon? Is that what, what you're using for? Yeah. yeah I, fish in, I fish him in Oregon all the way from down south to uh, Bandon, all the way up north to uh, Bowie 10. Oh, wow. Really? The whole coast? The whole coast, yeah. Matter of fact, yeah. uh, he's uh, he's fishing Depot Bay today, and I think he's gonna he's gonna go to the Sayus Law tomorrow. Oh, really? No kidding. Okay. What 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 Sayus Law? Go ahead. What what makes Kyle so good? Uh huh. What makes Kyle so good? Oh my gosh! His enthusiasm, his uh, ability to uh, uh, keep. Uh, his customer's attention, his uh, sense of humor, his love for fishing, and his knowledge of mm -hmm. fishing. Yeah, right. I mean, all those things are important. 
Oh, absolutely. And you know, you and I were talking uh, sort of pre-show in, in regards to another guide that we used a lot, you and I, um, and I, I, like, like I said, I think uh, um, uh, 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 this guy has gone on to bigger and better waters, uh, but Ray Baker was our guide back in the 90s. And, and uh, you know, the guy knew how to fish. He was fun to be with. You know, he, he wouldn't pull any punches and, and uh, he'd sure tell you, <laughs> tell you when you did something wrong, wouldn't he? Yeah, he, he actually had a short fuse, but yes, that he was did. because, that, yeah, he had a few short fuse and, you know, um, he, he was, he was an awesome, awesome guy to hang out with. And there's a lot of good memories with him, but, yep. uh, well, he used to fish the shoots and he used to fish a lot of the, the, uh, uh, steelhead fisheries and, you know, he got himself into into the newspapers, and he got he had a really short fuse, and he he liked to fight. <laughs> so so <laughs> he, he, he was a little guy, but he loved to fight because he had a short fuse, and therefore it didn't work out so well for him to you know accommodate you know groups of people on the camping trips on the Deschutes. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> right. Oh, Come on, funny. I mean that makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah. That's who yeah. he was. So, so if you, I mean, where, you fish down where in, in Mexico, and is it? Uh, I was thinking Oaxaca, but that isn't it. Where, where, did, where was your last trip? Oh, let's see. Hold on, just a sec. Um, last September, I went to the Kenai and I fished the, uh, I fished the, uh, the. Um, there, yeah, every other year you get uh, some really, really awesome. Uh, trout fishing. All the trout come down from the big lake uh, uh -huh. when all of all of the pink salmon are running. So it's called the pink run. And right. so you would bobber bobber fish on the Kenai for uh, yeah. Of course you 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 totally just you know uh, catch uh, humpies all day long. But you would catch these huge huge. I'm talking about twenty pound uh, lake trout that were in the river that would come down and, and they would, they would uh, get down in there. And when all of the, the pinks were spawning and so they would come down in and they would uh, eat all the, the eggs and they'd go back up into the upper lake. But uh, that was last year. Uh, the, the last time I was in, in Mexico was, was three years ago. Okay. And we went up to uh, uh, Zihuatanejo. And we went north uh, to uh, Guerrero, uh, and there was a little fishing village there in Guerrero, um, and we stayed at, which was really kind of a cool, cool little fishing village. Matter of fact, it was um, I had kind of a, a weird event. Mike Nielsen and I had a had a weird middle of the night uh, ghost thing happen. The but, the, the uh, gambler. <laughs> <laughs> what? The gambler, Mike Nielsen, the gambler. The gambler, yeah, the gambler. He and I, we stayed there with about uh, we 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 had uh, ten guys between yeah. the two of us that went there, and and uh, we fished with the locals and and a guy that owns the lodge was from Texas, and he's married to a, a, a Hispanic woman, and um, they run a really great show and. We were out trying to 
you know, catch Dorado and, and we caught plenty of sailfish and, 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 uh, Marlin, but what we were after was the Dorado. We were after the Dorado. We were also after, um, the fish that you and I are always after. What was that, Ted? The, the roosters? Yes. The roosters. Yeah. We worked, we were, were there for 10 days trying to catch roosters and we never caught one. No kidding. Really? No kidding. Yeah, it was really tough. I mean, Mark Cheddar and I, um, in our group, um, had a really, really awesome time. It was a really, really good time. Uh-huh. Um, and it was, you know, it was hot and I, I'm not kidding. you. I, I saw some things, uh, even through my own life, uh, being in Mexico and being in, in Alaska, I, I saw a couple of things that I'd never seen before, uh, when I was out there on the surf with, uh, these local guys. I mean, they, they got boats that don't hardly even work. And when they don't work, they try and fix them on the water. And next thing you think you're going to die, but right. <laughs> yeah. And I saw, I saw some beautiful things. I mean, I've, I've scuba dived ever since I was 14 and I saw some rays, some Eagle rays that were just under our boat and just pure clear water. It just, it was, it was one of the most, most beautiful things I've ever seen while we we're trying to catch roosters and we never really? caught a rooster, but I certainly saw a lot of beautiful things. Yes. Uh huh. Wow. No kidding. No kidding. Oh, yeah. So you you were at a lodge down there? Yes, we were. Well, I guess you can call it a lodge. Yeah, they, it was a lodge that they they could host twelve people, and um, it was in the middle of nowhere. It was probably about an hour north of Cabo. Uh huh. Um, and no, 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 not north of Cabo. That was a different place. Sorry, that was with Nielsen. This was also with Nielsen, but this was a, an hour north of Zewat Nail. Right, right. Yeah, I mean. It was really a beautiful place and um but yeah, yeah, that was uh those were good times. I, I believe that there was a couple other people that went on that last trip that I was with, uh, like Mike Vaughn and and uh a di- couple district managers at the time with farmers and uh uh-huh. um yeah. You were there. What were you there when Larry went? <laughs> Larry. Larry, Larry, no, I wasn't. I I was on the trip that uh, we went to Cabo and then uh, drove up the Sea of Cortez side. Uh, Dick Step no, was right. on the trip and uh, trying to think to some of the other folks, and that was a great trip too. No, you're I right. Mean, that was uh, Leonardo, Leonardo, Le- yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was Leonardo, yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 was cool. What, in in your opinion, in regards to lodges and that sort of thing? What 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 do you expect when you uh, go to these kind of remote places? You know, how how do you pick the lodge you go to, and you know what makes them so successful? You never know what you're going to get when you go to a lodge, um, right? But but when you actually you know find a lodge uh, that you like, and, and a lot of that comes to the accommodations. Uh, Obviously, a lot of it comes down to food. Right. You know, nobody getting sick. It comes down to um, potentially air conditioning. It, you know, mm-hmm. all this, 
all the kinds of things that that you want uh, uh, that you're used to in the states that you don't get there. So you got the remote, and you've got you've got some of the things that uh, are really cool about um, uh, being in a place that that. So you get both. Right. I remember the, the t one of the times that you and I uh, put together groups to go to Alaska and we sort of took the Mike and Ted's theme north and we uh, wouldn't have nearly as many and you know, never had 80 going to Alaska at one time, but I think we had 10 or 15. And I think the first time that you and I went up there, um, we had promoted this one particular lodge and we, we won't name it. Um, a great place though. Um, and um, they, um, uh, we, we had been there the year before and talk about seafood. Remember the seafood, you know, we had to that place. And that was one of the things that we had kind of sold to this group of guys that you're going to get some food that'll just blow your mind. And finally, uh, when we went there and we got there, we got there in the middle of the afternoon because of the fog, we went out and went fishing. Everybody was having a great time. Froggy and his dad were on that trip too. That's and right. That was their first time. Yeah, I was talking to the captain on the way back into the lodge. He had been talking to the uh, uh, to the lodge and getting things arranged. So we, when we came back in, and they had a little bit of discussion about dinner. And I'm going, wow, this is going to be great, you know. And uh, so I asked him um, as, as, when we were coming in, I go, what's for dinner? He goes, you wouldn't believe it. We're having cheeseburgers. Oh, my God, don't do this to me. <laughs> <laughs> I've been selling seafood, <laughs> you know, and now you're going to eat it. We had hamburgers yesterday. Don't do this to me. You know? Yeah, we had those in Juneau. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, and so, we had those at the airport. Get, yeah. What are you talking about, man? <laughs> right, right. And, you know, and I, I feel sorry for those guys that are out in the middle of nowhere, you know, that they're, they're existing on halibut and salmon and clams and, you know, that sounds great, but on your 90th day eating it, you know, you probably want something different. And a cheeseburger probably sounds pretty good to you, but the guys that are coming to the lodge, you know, they're not looking for, for cheeseburgers. <laughs> no, you're right. It's so funny. It's so it's like a 180. It's like, wait a minute, cheeseburgers. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. That was crazy. That was crazy. Yeah. That was after the trip with, uh, Mr. Mad Max. Remember Mad Max? Oh, my gosh. Yes, I do remember him. And I, you know, he uh, – I did talk with him a couple of years back. Um, he sent me an email. But uh, I do remember um, our first couple of years. And, and, yeah. And, and, you know, I mean uh, – you and I did this Mike and Ted's extravaganza gig there, obviously, and people wanted to do it. We were charging nominal amount of money. I mean, basically, we were charging just enough money for whoever was going to come for us to be able to go to, to Alaska for a week. Right, right. That worked out for us for a number of years. We didn't do that originally, but I would say that we went to Alaska um, seven times on Mike said, you know, 
or our hard work doing that program. Yep. Yep. And, and we did, and we, and I, we brought four people, we brought six people, we bought seven people. We, we brought oh, tons of fish home. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we brought Virgil, we brought that dentist. Oh yeah. The guy got in trouble for making friends with us. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say that, you know, maybe, you know, we kind of went a little bit sideways on him. He, he won the Derby. But yep. he'd never said said a swear word in his life. Oh, and he came out of that trip. He he was he was he was cussing like a sailor, wasn't he? And that didn't that didn't go over very well with Mama, as I remember. Yeah, we never met Mom. That was probably a good idea. But yeah, right. uh, we did <laughs> we we did have uh, absolutely amazing fun there at that, and we were in a inlet. We were. Remember when we woke up and there was a newspaper on the on the porch and and uh, and coffee and croissants and croissants and there was there was whales. Yep. In the bay. What about bears? Oh, there was bears everywhere. But the way there was one particular morning that the whales woke woke us up. Mm-hmm. That was that was what that was the coolest morning uh, that I can imagine of all those times. But but you and I went in June, right? And I went in June, and we had worked. We, we had uh, we had displayed ourselves at a at a at a. Uh, oh, it was a, Port, it was the Portland show. Portland Sportsman Show, it was yeah. The, it was a sportsman show, and, and Ted and I talked to a particular fellow that owned a particular lodge, and we, he said, hey, guess what? You guys, you can bring people to, to my lodge. I'm going to take you guys up there for five days. And so Ted and I went up there for five days. We saw everything. It was amazing. We saw porpoises. We saw gray whales breaching. We saw, yeah. we saw bears. We saw everything you'd ever want to see is like national geographic five day mm-hmm. it was it was a beautiful thing and it was flat water it was on the inlet side it was not the ocean it was absolutely gorgeous we were catching 200 pound halibut and 60 feet of water and it was it was epic 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 um yeah. of what anybody could actually imagine now trying to do mm-hmm. because is everything's been inundated, you know, guides and so on and so forth. I love guides. Don't get me wrong, but you know, you got rules, you got uh, laws, you've got all, you got limits, you've got all kinds of things yep. that have changed since you and I were doing this. And right. those are memories. Those are memories that you can never get rid of ever. That, that is, yeah. Some of them you want to, um, <laughs> some of the memories. Wait a minute. But, now you're talking about now you're talking about Dwayne Lovett. <laughs> oh my goodness! You know, I was talking to a guy. Um, I was talking to a guy yesterday. Okay, now, he, now, no, let's stop. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him the other day at the supermarket. We laughed our asses off. I'm not kidding. You, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I was talking to a guy, actually a guy, the other day, and he was talking about going up um, to Juno, <laughs> uh, this this last year, and uh, going into the Red Dog Saloon. And, oh uh, my goodness! And boy, that brought back memories when uh, 
we were in that Red Dog Saloon, and Dwayne Levitt um, is a great big man, great big guy. And there was the, those ladies that were on that kind of uh, single uh, senior citizen sing, uh, single cruise. And somehow they, they, they uh, talked Dwayne into taking his shirt off and singing on stage. And I'm sitting there no, thinking, that was oh, easy. just trying to uh, trying to hold myself back. I was laughing so hard, and this 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 one of the bouncers in the Red Dog came up to me. Now this bouncer was about five foot two and maybe 117 <laughs> pounds, and that bouncer was just upset that Dwayne was up there, you know, entertaining the ladies with his shirt off. You know, the bouncer said, "You better get him off, otherwise I'm going to go up up there and kick his ass." Well, wait a minute. You're 117 pounds. <laughs> this guy will fold you in half. You know, don't let it go. He's all right. You know, that's the last but, thing you do is tell Dwayne when he's in his element that you're going to kick his ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> ain't going to happen. Exactly. What? It ain't going to happen. Dwayne at the time was what six foot seven, 290 pounds or something. I'm a big man. I'm a really big man. <laughs> Don't do so, that. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, we got all kinds of stories. Remember when we go to Giorgio's? It was in, in, in Juneau. There was a night before we would go to the to Mendenhall Glacier. We'd take everybody yeah. there. It was, you, you and I did this thing, right? Remember? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, it was cool. This is before we actually flew out. Right. We flew right. out oh, to yeah. the bay. Right. And so we would, yep. we, 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 we'd have to wait until the weather was just right. And we'd get on these float planes and we'd fly out of Juneau and it would take an hour. It was like ridiculous. And, and I won't mention any names, but we were going on these otters and we were going, you know, doing things that we shouldn't have been doing as far as flying like 50 feet above the, 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 <laughs> the ocean floor and, and looking at bears. And yeah, it was ridiculous. That, yeah. Remember that guy's name that, that flew that otter? He was crazy. He was yeah. awesome. I love that guy. Oh yeah, yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah, but we we would you know the, you know it was it was uh, choreographed. You know when we got yeah. to Juno, uh, we we go to Anchorage. We go to Juno. I can't remember. We go to Anchorage and then go to Juno and then we would we would uh, have dinner at the, mm -hmm. the south side of of the island there at a place called Giorgio's. Yep. Remember that? I do. Yeah. Right next okay. to the cable cars. And, and uh, isn't that where they parked the boats? That's where they parked the boats. But when we first <laughs> went, the first time we did that, we did, they didn't have cruise boats coming in. Right. Right. But by the, right. by, by the sixth, seventh time we were there, they had these huge cruise boats come in huge mm -hmm. and they were a hundred, they were a hundred feet plus. Uh, right. They had docks that were built, you know, uh, for these cruise boats to come in and they were, way way up above the water and yep. they would roll right in by Giorgio's and then we had Dwayne Levitt. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of the the, the <laughs> it reminded me of where's Waldo. <laughs> <laughs> and so what did Dwayne Levitt do? Do you remember this? Well yeah, yeah. The the, the anchor rope seemed to be something that you could walk on across from the dock and about, you know, 70 feet of water uh, and get on the boat, couldn't you? Yes, I mean, the anchor rope was probably as big around as a, 
my my calf right and it it went from the dock all the way to the boat it was probably like you said 70 80 feet to the boat and Dwayne Levitt says what he says I will bet <laughs> all That's of you ten dollars ten dollars that I could actually get on that boat he went he went up front even with mm -hmm. another woman a woman that he never even knew Right. Trying to get him on that boat, and the, the what, did, what did he call the guy that was uh, that, that's up front, that's monitoring everybody? Captain? No. The purser, isn't it? The purser. The purser yeah. says, "I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir, but you can't get on the boat." So he's like, "Okay, right. guess what? I'm gonna get on this boat." That guy. That guy, created some awesome memories. So he said to all of us, I don't know, there was seven or eight of us. He said, give me 10 bucks a piece and I will get on that boat and I will get, I will get the medallion in the casino. That's right. <laughs> and I will come out and you guys are going to give me whatever it is, a hundred bucks. So right, right. That's right. <laughs> he climbs the flipping rope like a rat. Yep. Remember? <laughs> I do. He's, a, yeah. he's 280 pound guy. He climbs that rope. He gets on the boat. He gets on the boat, and then all of a sudden you can see all the guys on the boat with radios talking to each other like, oh, my gosh, he would have been solely in, totally in jail. He never would have oh, yeah. made it to where we were going. He gets on the boat. He goes down in the casino. He gets lost. <laughs> <laughs> he gets lost. He doesn't even know where he's yeah. at. He just tries to get out of the boat. He never, he never got a, a the uh, chip that he was trying to get at the casino. So he, he, he finds another purser or whatever he called those guys. And he goes, Hey, listen, I've been on this boat for like three weeks. And <laughs> he goes, I need to get off. I just don't know how to get out of here. And he goes, Oh, we'll just go out of here. He gets off the boat and comes back to us. And we had money waiting for him. <laughs> That's right. But he did it, wow. but he did it in style because he had some, he found some lady passenger that walked off with him. Remember? Yes. And he, he would have been in jail the end yes, in Juno yep. the entire time. Yep. But he walked away and nobody even, a big guy, 250 pounds. He walked right. off the boat after all of that. And that's why we call him the pirate. The the pirate. That's right. But but you know remember if that? you re, if you remember or not, if, I'm sure you do that he was also awarded with wearing the boner hat the next day. But we won't get into that. Um, right. Oh, the boner hat. I forgot about the boner hat, dude. Whatever happened to that? I have no idea. I, I think it was retired that day with Dwayne. It was just basically whoever did the stupidest thing or had the funniest thing happen to him the day before. You'd had to wear that stocking hat with that chicken in it and it was, no, it was a chicken head it That's was a right. chicken head that stuck out of the hat and with the legs yeah. in the back yep yep whoever yeah whoever you had to wear it at dinner <laughs> that's right that's right it that was fun that was fun yeah. well mike gosh man what a great opportunity to reminisce and and i i'm i'm sure you know we've got a lot of people that uh, were on some of the Mike and Ted adventures that are going, oh yeah, remember when? And, and if you do, you know, give us a shout out on the podcast and uh, 
uh, give me, you know, drop me an email to fishonted at gmail.com. Love to hear about your stories also. But uh, Mike, hey man, thanks again for uh, all the great memories in my life with you. That it's been a lot of fun, and looking forward to uh, building more. And as as the the months and and the, and the years uh, are are, uh, are upon us. Yes, and 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 you know something with everybody that's listening. Uh, <clears throat> this is just a just a fraction of what uh, Ted and I have been through throughout the years and we could we could always do another podcast in, in regards to our early years of fishing on the Mackenzie when yep Ted didn't didn't tell me that he was blind <laughs> yeah good point <laughs> or, or, you know or, I mean I mean I'm just saying or we could talk about you know, fishing up north into the the peninsula and the Queets and my, my friend Ralph that died uh, two years ago this month and, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, all those experiences, but those, those are also great different kinds of fishing experiences. So yeah, yeah, we could do that again. We'll do this again. We'll do this again real, future, yeah. real, real soon. Mike, man, type lines too. And, uh, we will, uh, look forward to bringing you on another episode real soon. All right. Sounds good, Ted. Hang on, Mike.